It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. I have separated into four categories many of Jesus' statements in the Gospels that reveal his own self-understanding about his deity. First, Jesus' divine credentials. Second, Jesus' divine titles. And third, Jesus' divine prerogatives. And fourth, Jesus' divine attributes. In the last episode, I discussed the first category— Today, I discuss the second category, Jesus' divine titles. One writer has counted 254 titles for Jesus in the Bible. A diamond has many facets, yet each one will reflect some new and beautiful side of the gem. Like a diamond, we may look at Jesus from any angle of his life, and see some new beauty reflecting his greatness. Despite the fact that all religions revere Jesus of Nazareth, critics of Christianity still cling to their assertion that Jesus never actually claimed to be God. A number of years ago, John Hick and six other British theologians published a book called The Myth of God Incarnate. In it, they say that the majority of New Testament scholars agree that Jesus never claimed to be the Son of God or Lord or Messiah or any of the divine titles that are attributed to Jesus in the Gospels. Rather, these titles were written back into the records about Jesus by his overzealous followers decades after Jesus was dead. So they say Jesus only appears to claim these titles for himself and never actually said any such things at all. Thus they conclude the divine Jesus is a myth and ought to be rejected. Actually, it may be the case that some scholars say that Jesus is not divine, but saying something is true doesn't make it true, just like saying something is false doesn't make it false. Indeed, those who say Jesus never made such a divine claim must face this major logical problem. Why is it that the worship of Jesus as Messiah or Lord came about in the early church? In the book, Reasonable Faith, page 243, William Lane Craig says, 
studies by New Testament scholars such as Martin Hingle of Tubingen University, C.F.D. Mole of Cambridge University, and others have proved that within 20 years of the crucifixion, a full-blown Christology proclaiming Jesus as God incarnate existed. Thus, on or before 53 AD, a high view of his deity was already a prominent doctrine in the church. A myth cannot come about in the short period of 20 years. Craig quotes a church historian, Jaroslav Pelikan, who points out that all the early Christians shared the conviction that salvation was the work of a being no less than the Lord of heaven and earth, and that the Redeemer was God himself. In the book, The Christian Tradition, Volume 1, Pelican said, Clearly, it was the, the message of what the church believed and taught that God was an appropriate name for Jesus Christ. Indeed, in chapter 11 of Cold Case Christianity, J. Warner Wallace gives a convincing argument that the dating of Mark's gospel is somewhere between 45 to 50 A.D. and Luke's gospel between 50 to 53 A.D. and the Acts of the Apostles between 57 to 60 A.D. Romans, typically dated at 50 A.D., proclaims that Jesus is the resurrected Son of God, found in Romans chapter 1, verse 4. So 17 years after the resurrection, Jesus is described as divine. He is God incarnate, just as the writers of the Gospels described. In Jesus, God came down from heaven to our level and speaks to us face to face and heart to heart. Christianity does not teach that man has to climb a ladder into heaven in order to have an audience with God and have access to him in prayer. Rather, it teaches that God has come down that ladder in order to meet us and live within us while we are still here on earth. The resurrection gives us a hope of spending our remaining days on earth free from the fear of death, Hebrews 2, verses 14 and 15, and built up by the hope of spending eternity with him in heaven. Jesus came to show us the personal side of God the Father. This principle should be etched into our mind. God is Christ-like. Jesus is the place where we can take all our questions, all our doubts, all our insecurities, and all our fears. He is the resource where we can find his answers, rest in him, and be secure and comforted in him. 
Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. If there was no resurrection, the Apostle Paul said, there is no good news to preach. He said, your faith is without real significance or value. That can be found in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 13 and 14 and 17 through 19. Some time ago, I read an article by William Lane Craig, which informs us that scholarship nowadays has had a revolutionary reversal of a prior stance regarding the Gospels and Jesus' deity. In particular, it reverses the stance of Hick at all. Recall that I have already demonstrated that Jesus was the Son of God and the Bible is the Word of God based on the assumption of points one and three of the twelve points that show Christianity is true. I still have to give you my proof of these two points, but once I do, that adds corroboration of the fact that Jesus is divine. Anyone who makes a denial of his divinity, I believe, is willfully blind to what the biblical evidence clearly shows. In my opinion, the evidence is overwhelmingly contrary to their denial. I will study only a few titles for Jesus. The first title is The Messiah. The New Testament describes several occasions where Jesus either accepted someone else's claim or he made the claim himself that he was the Messiah. In the Old Testament, there are a multitude of major prophecies about the coming Messiah. Messiah in Hebrew is Mashiach. In Greek, it is Christos. In English, it is Christ. Its meaning is the Anointed One. So to understand what Messiah means, we need to understand one aspect of the word anoint. Anoint literally means to pour oil upon the head or in some way to apply oil to a person, place, or a thing. Among the Jews, there was originally three situations to anoint a person. First, an ordinary use of oil on the body as a lotion. Second, a medical or surgical anointing. And third, a sacred slash official anointing. This sacred slash official anointing was conferred on prophets, priests, or kings. It symbolized the anointed person had been officially authorized and set apart for a particular work or service in God's purpose. One instance of that is in Isaiah 61, verse 1. The anointed person belonged to God in a special sense. The phrases, the Lord's anointed, God's anointed, my anointed, your anointed, or his anointed applied to that person. It was this aspect of anointing that was applied to Jesus as the Messiah. At the time of Jesus, a fourth aspect was where the anointing of the head with oil was extended as an act of courtesy to the guests in the home. That's found in Luke 7, verse 46. 
Fifth, anointing was frequently used in the New Testament in connection with praying for healing, found in Mark 6, verse 13, and James 5, verse 14. And six, anointing referred to the action of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer in Christ, found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 and verse 27. The Old Testament says the Messiah would come from a line of descendancy that started with Abraham and extended through Isaac, Jacob, Judah, and eventually comes to Jesse and then to the King David. It even goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden where God speaks of the seed of the woman. The serpent would bruise his heel but he would crush the head of the serpent. Other predictions say he would be sent by God to deliver the people of Israel from their enemies. In effect, these predictions formed a figurative fingerprint that only the real Messiah would be able to match. This way, the people of Israel could rule out any imposter and validate the authentic Messiah. The heritage of Jesus can be traced back to David through both Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Joseph, his stepfather. The lineage of every Jew was recorded in the temple, but the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, along with all heritage records. So no one since 70 AD can ever make a claim to be the Messiah because they will not be able to establish their descendancy from David. On at least four occasions, Jesus overtly disclosed his messianic identity. First, in a conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well, Jesus admitted he was the Messiah. She had some understanding of the long-promised Messiah. She said, I know that Messiah is coming. When that one comes, he will tell us all things. Without hesitation, Jesus replied, I who speak to you am he. That's found in John 4, verse 26. Second, the Pharisees called Jesus a sinner because he broke their man-made rules by associating and eating with people they called sinners. After Jesus had healed the man born blind, the Pharisees questioned whether a sinner could perform such signs. They questioned the man's parents and twice the man himself. Eventually, they rejected his testimony by excommunicating him from the synagogue. Having heard this excommunication had happened, and finding the man, Jesus asked him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus replied, You have both seen him, and he is the one who is talking with you. And the man said, Lord, I believed, and he worshiped Jesus.
That can be found in John 9, verses 35 to 39. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott.